Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your Stock Geek. Today is Thursday, July 21st, 2022. I've got a huge Venti iced coffee here in front of me as I digest a lot of the morning's earnings reports and checking in on markets today. We do have stocks a little bit more mixed than they've been over the past couple of days. You know, we yesterday we saw a continuation of the rally with the Nasdaq up 1.6% yesterday, the Russell up 1.6% yesterday, and the S&P up 0.6%. We saw a lot of big gainers that are continuing their runs. Uh, the bounce that we've seen in tech stocks in particular, we saw stocks like Carvana up almost 20% yesterday yesterday, Peloton up almost 20%, Monday.com, Coinbase, Affirm, Unity and Iron Source, Confluent, Asana bounced huge yesterday, Atlassian, DigitalOcean, Snapchat, HubSpot. So those are a lot of the beaten up growth stocks that have seen a ton of multiple compression over the past year. And those are seeing some of the better bounces this week. Today, though, we do see markets a little more muted. You know, the stocks are a bit mixed. They were down in the morning, and they've since rallied a little bit to get to unchanged. But overall, stocks not as exciting as we saw yesterday. Commodities are down big today. Crude's down about 4%. Gasoline's down about 5%. Natural gas down 4% and copper down 2%. I believe that's because we got a couple of weak macro data points this morning. First, we got a weak Philadelphia Fed manufacturing report in the U.S., and then we also got the weekly jobless claims number coming in at 251,000, and that is an eight-month high. So the jobless claims numbers are ticking up week by week here over the past few weeks, something to keep an eye on, something that could definitely be concerning from a demand perspective if those continue to increase. And that could also give fuel to the bears who are looking for signs of recession or signs of economic weakness out there. We do have quite a few early gainers and early losers on the stock side here with a lot of earnings reports last night and today. We also have an M&A announcement here. So Amazon is going to be buying One Medical, ticker symbol O-N-E-M, for $18 a share. That stock is up 70% today on news of that acquisition by Amazon. It's a cash offer. So the stock is trading up to about $17 and change. And one medical IPO not too long ago, about I think a year and a half ago, at about this price, the stock had gotten as low as 6 or $7 earlier this year on the market sell-off. So if you bought that one right, you'd have some pretty nice gains here. And some of the other companies in that industry, in that healthcare, primary care industry, are rallying as well. So we do see Kano Health, uh, Oshkosh Medical, and a few others rallying on that news as well. I'm sorry, not Oshkosh, Oshkosh Medical, but Oak Street Health, ticker symbol OSH. I get that confused with the Oshkosh Trucking Company. Uh, we also see on the early gainer side, Tesla up about 7% today. They did beat the earnings estimates last night when they reported. Tesla, always an interesting earnings report to peek in on. There's always you know, some funny stuff going on in the numbers, and then also, of course, lots of interesting takeaways from the conference calls. One of the things that had some people up in arms last night was the news that Tesla sold 75% of its Bitcoin holdings. And so Elon Musk, you know, claiming he was a diamond hands holder of Bitcoin just a month or two ago, uh, appears to have put out another lie into the world. Surprise, surprise. So Tesla did sell some of their Bitcoin at a loss. And there was a lot of talk out there that had they not sold Bitcoin, then you know Tesla would be a negative cash flow business. Uh, that's inaccurate. I posted a video on my Twitter explaining you know what was happening in the actual numbers there. If you look at the free cash flow genera generated by the business itself, you know taking cash flow from operations and subtracting capex, that's how we get to the number called free cash flow, a metric that 
shows you how much cash flow the business itself is generating in a quarter or a given year. That was positive and did not include any impacts from selling Bitcoin. So Tesla's still showing pretty good operating margins here in the quarter, even though they did slip on some cost pressures from the prior quarter. And of course, revenue is still growing year over year at about a 43% rate, but it was down sequentially as they're dealing with some supply constraints and some shutdowns of the factories in China. But overall, you know, these numbers were still pretty decent considering the headwinds they had in the quarter. Tesla's still forecasting a very strong back half of the year as well and expects deliveries to start reaccelerating as the Chinese factory opens back up. So, you know, very interesting to note that, you know, one thing I will note on the free cash flow issue, Tesla's cash balance would have gone down if they had not sold Bitcoin, but that is not because the business wasn't free cash flow positive. It was because they chose also to pay pay down about 400 million of debt and they had a 200 million negative impact from currency impacts. So, again, the business itself actually looks fine in terms of profitability and cash flow generation in this quarter. Uh, it's obviously unfortunate for those who are involved in cryptocurrency that Tesla, you know, changed its mind so quickly on their on their Bitcoin holdings. But that's what you get when you have an Elon Musk controlled company. <laughs> He's a very unpredictable human, as we know. Moving on from that, we did see uh, Las Vegas Sands oddly as an early gainer as well today. Ticker symbol LVS. That one was up despite the fact that you know it's Macau properties which makes up most of its business currently uh, were very very weak given the Chinese shutdowns uh, they did have strength in the Singapore casino that they run which helped offset that so I think that's what helped uh, with the stock being up six percent given that I guess expectations were just too low and investors are looking forward to those properties in China reopening. So Las Vegas Sands counterintuitively actually bouncing today despite you know somewhat weak numbers overall. Uh, Danaher, D ticker symbol DHR, is up today. They had earnings that beat expectations. Revenue grew high single digits. They are continuing to forecast high single digit growth. You know, this is a compounder stock. This company has delivered pretty good returns over time. And so we do see this stock up 8% today. Uh, just a pretty steady eddy company overall. We also saw Philip Morris beating earnings estimates, ticker symbol PM, and that stock is up about 5% today. So, you know, a good amount of earnings beats here on the stock side. We did have a number of early losers as well here. AT&T stock down today, a fairly disappointing report. That stock is down 8%. Even though they put up okay numbers, they actually beat their, their quarterly earnings numbers expectations. They beat those expectations slightly, and they gained uh, just under a million postpaid wireless subscribers, but they cut their overall annual free cash flow outlook from $16 billion to $14 billion. So AT&T continues to disappoint when it comes to a lot of issues around capital allocation and overall management of the business. Uh, this just has a disappointing financial profile, and that's why we see the stock you know, here at 1880. It's near its multi-year lows again. This stock has been under pressure for the better part of the last five years. And despite having a decent dividend yield, you know, this one just continues to uh, be under pressure from weak results. We also see Discover Financial, ticker symbol DFS, down today about 10%. Uh, interesting to note there because you know Discover beat their EPS estimates as well, despite having an, an, a sequential increase in their credit provisions as they raise the provisions to account for potential future losses. Um, they had a net charge-off rate also rose 20 basis points quarter over quarter, but that's still down year over year. So overall, they're not really seeing massive you know, consumer defaults or pressure on default rates. These rates are just normalizing back to more like pre-pandemic levels. 
Um, but that was not the issue that is sending the stock down. The issue is that they paused their stock buyback due to an internal investigation into their student loan servicing practices. Uh, so that, I guess, is a concern weighing on the stock. Obviously, the removal of the buyback is a problem, but even more so, you know, potential internal issues there with the student loan portion of the business. Um, well, let's see. On the earnings side as well, checking in on a few other companies, um, we see that United Airlines missed their earnings estimates despite strong revenue growth. That was mainly due to cost pressures. The airlines facing headwinds not only with higher jet fuel prices, but also you know some constraints with uh, uh, pilot availability, labor availability in the business, uh, other cost pressures just generally within the airline industry are pressuring some airlines more than others. So United and American both down today on that news. Uh, we also saw that Carnival Cruise Lines is going to be doing a $1 billion stock offering, which is about 10% dilution in the shares. You know, these cruise lines have a lot of debt on the balance sheet. They've been trying to make it through the pandemic periods by issuing more capital. And we see another capital raise here with Carnival. So that stock is down 12% today, you know, despite uh, having some nice bounce back in the overall demand for travel here. So the travel stocks, some of these travel stocks uh, not doing as well as you'd think given the increases in demand we're seeing in travel. Uh, interesting to note that. Um, we also see that uh, CSX, the railroad company, reported pretty good earnings. They're benefiting from a lot of tailwinds in you know, commodity shipments, in you know, overall uh, economic activity and reshoring of, of some manufacturing production. So that stock's up 4% today. Pretty good numbers there. Uh, that was a nice positive spot as well. Other stock-specific news, we saw that New Relic, ticker symbol NEWR, could be looking at selling itself. They're entering into a possible sale process. According to some rumors out there, the stock was up about 16% yesterday. It's trading around 62 today. And you know that's up from a low of 45 just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, some, some analysts have come out and said they believe the company could sell for $70 or $80 a share. You know, looking at New Relic, I actually own some of this stock. It is a company that's kind of reaccelerated its growth rates after a slowdown period over the past couple of years. They brought in a new CEO, and that they have helped really reinvigorate the pricing models of the products, uh, just the overall go-to-market process from a sales perspective. So the company is in a, a turnaround mode, and it has been showing progress in terms of actual numbers. They expect to grow about 15 to 18% this year on the top line. And they are profitable. Uh, they do produce positive, slight positive adjusted EBITDA, and they expect that to ramp in the years ahead. And and the valuation of this company for a software company is actually, you know, a, a very very low level. That's basically why I own it. A combination of a turnaround plus a low valuation. They're trading today for about 4.3 times enterprise value to sales, which is at the very low end of the range for most publicly traded software companies. We've seen private equity companies buy out a few different software companies this year at multiples in the 8 to 12 times revenue range, EB to revenue range. So interesting to note that this one, I would consider it a bargain even at $75 or $80 a share. So I think it is possible we could see the company sell itself, uh, but I think they would not accept a lowball offer. So it, it could go either way here, but in any case, I do see it as a, a nice value within the software sector overall. And I do like the leadership team currently. 
Other news, we saw that Google will actually pause hiring for two weeks. You know, Google had announced a couple of weeks ago that they were going to they were going to slow their hiring plans going into the later parts of this year. Now they actually announced that they would pause hiring overall for two weeks while they figure out, you know, what their what their groups need in terms of hiring. And it sounds like they're just getting incrementally more cautious on the overall environment. So interesting to note that we'll have Google earnings out. Uh, I believe next week. So interesting uh, there. That announcement could have some people concerned as well. Uh, outside of that, we saw the, I mentioned the European Central Bank raised interest rates by 50 basis points. That was above the 25 basis points expectations. So Euro banks get it, or the Euro Central Bank getting into the interest rate increase game. We see uh, on positive news in the European side, we did see the Nord Stream pipeline come back online at up around 30 to 40% capacity. So there's still concerns that Europe's not going to have enough natural gas for the winter. Uh, but this was an incremental positive from, the, from an energy perspective. That may also be why energy prices are showing some, uh, some weakness here today. Uh, we saw that President Biden has test positive for COVID. Uh, of course, he is vaccinated with multiple boosters, so hopefully, you know, he is uh, seeing a more mild case. But that could uh, bring about some interesting, you know, political headlines over the coming days. Uh, so, other than that, you know, I think we've still got a pretty heavy earnings calendar uh, this week. We we see after the market closes today, we'll get Snapchat earnings, Intuitive Surgical, Boston Beer Company, Capital One, Mattel, Tenant Health, Silicon Valley Bank, Seagate, and a few others. And then tomorrow morning, we'll have a few reports as well, like American Express, Verizon, Schlumberger, Twitter, Cliffs, NextEra, Energy, etc. So. Very, very heavy earnings reports. We'll be diving into as many of those as we can, and I'll be trying to provide you with as much insight as I can. <laughs> Obviously, it gets difficult when we get you know tons of these. But um, as far as other market action, you know, one thing to note is the weakness in commodities has pushed uh, gold producers to new multi-year lows. So that's kind of maybe an interesting area to start digging around as we do get closer potentially to. Uh, slowing of the Fed rate hike cycle. We're not there yet, but I think once we do approach a level at which the Fed decides to start pausing, that's when we could see maybe a reversal of some of these gold and silver producers. But right now, it's been max pain for some of these stocks. And uh, yeah, it's it's not fun if you're holding any of those. But let's keep an eye there. Let's keep an eye on what's happening in the commodity complex as well as we go forward. And that's really it for me today. If you have any stocks you'd like to see me do a little deeper dive on, as always, let me know at Stock Geek TV on Twitter. And I will see you all tomorrow. Cheers.